All right, so let's get started with the Sutra of the Heart of the Transcendent Knowledge. The Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge. Thus have I heard once the Blessed One was dwelling in Rajagri at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi and expresses the Dharma called Profound Illumination. And at the same time, Noble Elvateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way, he saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. And through the power of the Buddha, Shariputra said to Noble Elvateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, how should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita addressed in this way, Bhavakateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form, emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics, there is no birth and no cessation, there is no impurity and no purity, there is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, emptiness, there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no eye, no eye, no ignorance, no ignorance up to the old age of death, no end of old age of death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequal mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Te Ata Om Gade Gade Bharagade Bharasangade Bodhisoha. Thus, Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that samadhi and praised noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, Asuras, and Gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One.
the stages of how the students train their minds uh, after having relied upon the teacher. So that's the, the section that we're in. Uh, in that we find uh, two specific sections. Uh, first, an exhortation to take full advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, and then, uh, how to actually take advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity. So there's two sections. Uh, and we're currently in the section of the state of uh, the exhortation to take full advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity. How do you tell a neighbor that you go on? Neighbor that you go on, that the whole Moses. And the choice of a neighbor called Zuma. Less so. At the whole Moses, the whole Moses, the whole Moses, the whole Moses, the whole so uh, now, if we go to page, I'll tell you where we are, in the English 124, yeah, 124 in the English, uh, we're at the section of contemplating the difficulty of attaining leisure and opportunity. So, let me back up a little bit. In this uh, section of uh, the exhortation to take full advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity, there are three sections. Uh, first, the identification of leisure and opportunity. So, the identification of leisure, the identification of opportunity. opportunity. Uh, and then the next section is uh, the importance of the life of leisure and opportunity, uh, or the meaning behind it, or the dunchewa, the great meaning of the life of, of leisure and opportunity. It's contemplating the great importance of leisure and opportunity, but could also be the great meaning of this life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, and then the last is cultivating, uh, um, contemplating the difficulty of attaining leisure and opportunity. And in the uh, previous section, uh, there are seven points uh, that are gone over uh, to show the importance of the life of leisure and opportunity. We've gone over all those seven, and now we're in that section on the difficulty of, of obtaining leisure and opportunity and the points within that. And that's on page 124 in the English and page 83 in the Tibetan. What I never go on, but 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 I never go on, Bless Less so. 
So in this section of contemplating the difficulty of attaining the life of leisure and opportunity, we find uh, different eight specific points that are made about this. Uh, the first two uh, shows a various example, an example of the difficulty of achieving the life of leisure and opportunity, and then the next, the reason or the correct sign that establishes that. And then we get into the next section that is the rarity of achieving it, or the rarity of um, uh, being able to do so. Um, so first, the section of the example um, shows the difficulty of achieving a higher realm rebirth. Um, and it says that there, if we look at the number of beings uh, that go from the higher realms to the lower realms, they're similar to atoms in the world. We look at the number of beings that go from the higher realms to the higher realms are similar to the number of atoms on the fingernail. We look at the number of beings that go from the lower realms to the lower realms, it's similar to the number of atoms in the world, and if the lower realms to the higher realms is similar to the number of atoms on the fingernail. I did that right. Did I do two separate ones? I did, right? Yeah, okay. So, uh, both the, uh, whether one's coming from the animal, uh, the lower realm, rather, uh, or the higher realm, uh, the majority of those beings are all born into the lower realms uh, after that specific uh, experience of whether it be higher realm or lower realm. After they die, the majority go to the lower realms. Uh, so this is the, uh, the example given is the number of atoms in the world are the number of beings that go to the lower realms from the higher realms. And then the, uh, again, the example of the atoms on a fingernail uh, of the beings that go from uh, both the, the uh, uh, higher realms to the higher realms and the lower realms to the higher realms. So uh, here it's showing this uh, difficulty and then the next section shows the correct sign that establishes this. And then there's a quote from Arya Davis' 400 verses that says, humans for the most part uh, are involved in the ignoble. Uh, therefore, uh, most ordinary beings uh, fall to the lower, uh, will surely go to the lower miserable realms. Uh, so in here, this is the correct sign that establishes that um, uh, first example uh, that shows that most beings are born uh, into the lower realms. Uh, and because more <coughs> beings are involved in the ignoble, involved in non-virtuous activities, uh, most beings have the throwing karma and the afflictions which propel them into a lower realm rebirth. So this is the uh, reason for this. Um, and there is very rare to find beings who can uh, go for refuge in the three jewels, uh, in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, uh, and who can uh, engage in the ethics which uh, the abandonment of the ten non-virtuous activities uh, and then if one has engaged in negativity, acknowledging that downfall or confessing that downfall. So it's rare to find beings who engage in these practices because most beings are involved in the ignoble. Uh, what is a... That 
So uh, here there's the quote from Arya Davis 400 verses that says humans for the most part uh, are involved in things ignoble. Uh, therefore most ordinary beings would surely go to the lower realms. We were to look at this in the uh, form uh, uh, of, a, of a pervasion or an establishment, we would say the subject humans um, uh, are involved for the most part uh, uh, in the ignoble. Uh, or you would switch it actually in English. You would say the subject humans uh, uh, would go mostly to the lower realms because they're mostly involved in the ignoble. So the uh, being mostly involved in ignoble is the reason for uh, the uh, establishment or the thesis, if you will, that most uh, humans for the most part go to the lower realms. And here it goes on to say, therefore most ordinary beings will surely go to the lower realms. Uh, because when we look at the truth of origin uh, and we look at the two categories of truth of origin, we find karma that is origin and afflictions that are origin. Uh, and if we look at uh, most ordinary beings or kansak, beings or persons in general, most persons are involved more with the karma and afflictions uh, that are ignoble. Uh, uh, therefore, that which is ignoble leads to the, li the lower realms. And because most beings are, or persons are involved with that, sort of activity, uh, they are necessarily propelled into the lower realms because they have the propelling karma. They have the origin, the karma and the afflictions which uh, give rise to the experience of the lower realms. So uh, because they are involved in these things that are ignoble uh, more often, they are uh, more often uh, born into the lower realms uh, of cyclic existence. So here. Uh, because this is a being uh, who uh, is uh, involved in ignoble. We have a being who, um, for the most part, uh, will be born in the lower realm. So uh, whether a being is in the higher realm or the lower realms, uh, either of those two types of beings are necessarily more often involved in the ignoble. Therefore, both of those types of beings uh, normally uh, 
um, experience uh, rebirth in the miserable realms in their next life. Peace. Nagarjuna makes to establish uh, um, the coming and going of the I uh, 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 and uh, shape divided uh, causes into two separate kinds of causes, uh, saying like uh, the causes of a, a, a rice sprout being the rice seed that that type of cause, uh, and then if we look at the, the timeline of, of our present. Experience. We look at the first year, the second year, uh, and all of the, the years that uh, 
lead up to the experience that we're experiencing. This would be the second type. I don't know the exact names uh, on these. In, in the future, excuse me. In the future, hopefully, uh, we'll I'll be able to be clearer on this and find the quote uh, from Nagarjuna. I, I'm not exactly clear, so I don't want to just wing it. Uh, but the uh, the uh, doubt that arises is um, is the there are three times, if we look at uh, the, the present experience, if we look at the previous life experience, um, and the eye of the previous life that brings, gives rise to the present life, uh, and then the eye of the future life, that this present life uh, uh, um, uh, uh, that, that occurs after this present life. Um, and Nagarjuna is establishing that uh, these are separate occurrences uh, and are not necessarily are not necessarily connected in the way of, of the uh, same I. They are separate occurrences of I, and there isn't an, an, an I that's perpetually. Um, an eye, a perpetual eye of the past, the present, and the future. These are separate occurrences of I. So uh, there's some doubt uh, that arises when we look at uh, this, uh, this achievement of, of future lives and how the present life uh, affects that and the, the previous life affects that. Um, so there's another piece to this uh, that I'm missing, and I apologize for that. So right now we're uh, abiding in the center of the house, so at the center. Uh, uh, so where did we come from? We came from our own individual houses to this place. So I'm a person coming to the center uh, from uh, my house. So where are we going when the center is finished? We're going to our house. So then I become a person going to my house. Uh, so there are the three eyes there. The eye, when we look at the the eye, uh, uh, when we look at those three occurrences, there are three three eyes that are uh, experiencing things. So uh, it's similar, looking at that is similar to looking at the previous life I and this life I and then the future life I and, and saying is it this current life I that is the future life I uh, and that's the question. What <laughs> The next section uh, deals with the difficulty 
uh, and the rarity of uh, achieving this uh, happy rebirth or higher uh, higher realm rebirth, so the extreme rarity. Um, it says that uh, one can completely clear away the, the previously accumulated causes for the miserable realms by engaging in uh, such practices of the acknowledgement of downfalls uh, and utilization of practices like the four opponent powers. So one can uh, um, clear away all of those faults uh, and then restrain from engaging in that again. Uh, but this is a very rare, or I think the word extremely rare, uh, occurrence. So here, uh, this is the third section, the uh, rarity of uh, being able to do these things. And then it says, uh, still, if you completely clear away previously accumulated causes of miserable rebirths and restrain yourself from engaging in these causes again, you are assured of a happy rebirth. However, doing this is extremely rare. If you do not act in this way, you will be reborn in a miserable realm. Once there, you will not cultivate virtue, but you will continually cult commit sins. You will not even hear the phrase happy realms for many years. <laughs> So in the next section it shows uh, the difficulty of achieving this life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, and there's a quote from uh, Shanti Deva's uh, Bodhichara Avatara engaging in the Bodhisattva's deeds uh, and where the example is given uh, showing the, uh, it's, that it's almost impossible uh, to achieve the, the human life of leisure and opportunity with the eight leisures and ten opportunities. Uh, and uh, the example is shown of the blind sea turtle every 100 years uh, making its way up to the surface of an, the ocean. Uh, and somewhere in that ocean is a golden yoke that's floating around. And the sea turtle just happens to pop its head through this. Uh, this is how difficult achieving this human basis of leisure and opportunity is. Uh, and it shows that it's uh, almost impossible uh, to achieve uh, achieve this. Uh, so then here we find a quote, uh, a supporting quote from the Bodhichara Avatar.
So then, uh, when we look at this in terms of all the points that are being made, first we have uh, already gone over two examples of the difficulty of achieving life of leisure and opportunities. So uh, the first example was the uh, number of beings that are born in the lower realms from the higher realms or the lower realms is similar to the number of atoms in the world. So we find first this example and then the next example of the blind sea turtle coming up to the surface of the ocean every 100 years and being able to pop its head through a golden yoke. Uh, so these two ex examples, these two points are made uh, that are examples of the difficulty. Uh, and then we have uh, the correct sign, uh, the natural correct sign we find in Arya Deva's 400 verses uh, to show uh, the difficulty, uh, uh, the reason for uh, the difficulty of achieving a life of leisure and opportunity. So then after this uh, um, uh, section, which is the third, the rarity of uh, achieving this life of, of leisure and opportunity, um, we find uh, this question, this qualm and reply uh, that shows that um, when one is in the miserable realms, one is extinguishing previously accumulated negative karma. Uh, so the qualm arises, why then uh, doesn't this just become the platform to the higher realms because this negative karma is being extinguished. Uh, and it's showing here that because those beings are constantly uh, uh, under the influence of uh, attachment and hatred, uh, they're constantly accumulating new negativities. Uh, so this is the reason that uh, they uh, don't, because of that experience, uh, that does uh, um, extinguish bad previous karma. Um, uh, just you have a platform to the higher realms. What the because once one is in the miserable realms of cyclic existence, one is constantly uh, under the influence of engaging in things because of attachment, because of, of uh, hatred or aversion, because of pride. Uh, so therefore, because there's so much involvement with these things, uh, that is the result. 
It's difficult to leave uh, the lower realms. The lower realms are the result. So this section is uh, the cause, the many causes uh, for, this, this is the fourth point, many causes for uh, uh, achieving lower realm rebirth are engaged in. So here we'll read this out of the text. When I experience the suffering of the miserable realms, the quam. Uh, I will be extinguishing previous bad karma, and then I will be reborn in a happy realm. Hence, getting out of the miserable realms, miserable realms, is not difficult. And then there's a reply. It says, while you are experiencing suffering in the miserable realms, you are constantly accumulating sins. Therefore, although you may die in a miserable realm, you will continue to be reborn in miserable realms. Because of this, getting out of the miserable realms is difficult. And, get, and then there's a quote from Engaging in the Bodhisattva's Deeds, the Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life, Bodhichara Avatara. Experiencing, experiencing only the effects of that karma, you will not get out. While experiencing the effects, you create other sins. So uh, here it's uh, speaking of uh, the, uh, the activities that one engages in uh, uh, and the afflictions that one has in the miserable realms uh, uh, cause one to continue the cycle of rebirth into the lower realms uh, because of uh, one is more familiar with or more involved with uh, the negativities uh, uh, and uh, um, accumulating new uh, non-virtuous karma. So, because there's a new accumulation of negativity, um, even though one is experiencing and therefore extinguishing this previous negative karma, there is now new negative karma that's being created uh, uh, constantly uh, while one is experiencing uh, the lower realms uh, of suffering. So here, uh, uh, this is stating, experience only the effects of that karma will not get you out. So if one's experiencing 
the effects of negative karma, i.e. experiencing a lower realm rebirth, uh, this doesn't get one out because it's extinguishing it. It says while experiencing the effects you create other sins, so you're accumulating more non-virtue while undergoing the uh, uh, effects of the previous non-virtue. So this is why uh, the causes are, are so great for this uh, experience in the lower realms. Okay. So then the fifth section is uh, the section that shows one to take full advantage of and be careful of this life of leisure and opportunity. So this next section uh, um, under the main heading of uh, the difficulty of achieving leisure and opportunity uh, um, is saying to be careful, uh, to use this uh, as a basis to engage in the pathway which leads to the higher realms to use it as a, a basis uh, to engage in the pathway which leads to liberation, to use it as a basis uh, um, uh, to engage in the pathway which leads to complete Buddhahood. So here it's uh, saying to uh, be careful to take full advantage of it. Uh, if one has this uh, life of leisure and opportunity uh, that's difficult to uh, uh, achieve because uh, there are examples of the difficulty, the causes of achieving it are difficult, and, uh, 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 and the numbers uh, are very few uh, of, of uh, those who are experiencing it. Uh, so the numbers of the beings are very few, the causes are very difficult to achieve, uh, and the examples show the difficulty. So because of that, be careful to take full advantage of it. What that's ตัดไปดนซาลตานเนี่ยถ้าอย่างเต็มตัวนี้ถ้าอย่างเต็มตัวนี้เนี่ยช่วยเราคุยนะชีวิตช่วยเราเต็มละตอนช่วยดูดี
think if I use this life for wrongdoing, it is extremely wasteful. In this life, in light of this, I will spend my time practicing uh, the sublime teaching. So here uh, it's saying uh, to take full advantage of this life uh, until one dies, uh, one should be careful to engage in those pathways. Uh, um, and, uh, uh, until one dies, one should be trying to accumulate the imprints or the predispositions uh, that will lead one to uh, the practices, engage in the pathways which lead to the higher realms, engage in those pathways which lead to liberation, engaging in the pathways which lead uh, to uh, complete Buddhahood. So here, uh, this is what one uh, should uh, spend one's time doing. And here it says practicing the sublime teaching. What the Jabu Okay. So here, uh, there's a quote now from Nagarjuna's uh, letter to, friendly letter, or letter to a friend. Um, and here, this is a letter written to his student, who was a king, Deshe Tsampo, uh, on advice uh, to him on uh, how to uh, uh, 
behave in accordance with the Dharma as a king. Uh, so here it says, since it is even more difficult to obtain a human life from an animal life than for a sea turtle's head to enter the aperture of a yoke floating upon the great ocean, uh, O king, lord of humankind, make this life fruitful by practicing the sublime teachings. So here, uh, Nagarjuna is referring to the example that we found in the Bodhichara Avatara and the guide Shantideva's text, the guide to the Bodhisattva's way of life, of the turtle making its way up to the top of the ocean. So he's making reference to that same point. And then it says, one who is born as a human uh, and then becomes involved in wrongdoing is even more foolish than one who fills a golden vessel adorned with jewels with vomit. Uh, so here, uh, if one had a golden vessel, uh, one could uh, use it to get wonderful food out of it or use it to make uh, wonderful, put offerings in it and make wonderful offerings out of it. It wouldn't make any sense to use a golden vessel to fill with vomit uh, because of it, it's, uh, of how nice it is. Uh, and this is, uh, example is used uh, because the human basis with the uh, eight leisures uh, and ten opportunities is like this golden vessel that one should use and take advantage of to engage in the, the three different pathways, the pathways which lead to uh, the higher realms, the pathways which lead to liberation, the pathways which lead to Buddhahood, uh, and the practices that leave the predispositions for uh, those experiences. So uh, we should be utilizing this human basis uh, for these reasons. And it says it's, if for a human, uh, if a human becomes involved in wrongdoing, or if a human being uh, after achieving this basis, uh, involves him or herself in misdeeds constantly, then it'd be like filling a golden vessel full of vomit. Uh, it wouldn't be <coughs> utilizing this basis for what it's really worth. Uh, this is uh, what Nagarjuna is saying to the king, uh, Zampo. Uh, we should be utilizing it to engage in the practices that are found in that first part of uh, Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment, uh, 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 where it says, uh, understand that there are persons of three capacities, small, middling, and great. <coughs> and great. I shall write clearly uh, identifying uh, their characteristics or defining what they are. I shall clearly define what these three are. Uh, so here, these are the things that we should be uh, striving for, these three capacities and the predispositions of them. Uh, so this is what is meant by... Um, uh, being born a human and taking advantage of this uh, human uh, basis uh, and being careful uh, um, with this, this human basis that we have. Uh, ดูเลยไม่มีโมบุชิโตเนี่ยก็เนี่ยอยู่เนี่ยเดี๋ยวตัวหน้าบ้านก็ยืนนี่เพื่อนตัวรู้สิไม่มีโมบุชิโตเน
Chisel on the edge. So next, uh, so that was a quote uh, from Nagarjuna's letter to a friend. Uh, and now we have another quote from Chandigroman, and the Landa Master. Uh, and this text is from, uh, it's called A Letter to a Student. Uh, and here it says, after you have obtained a human life, so difficult to obtain. Uh, difficult to obtain because the uh, examples of it uh, show its difficulty, the numbers of it are few, uh, and the causes of achieving it are difficult. Uh, 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 and here, this basis we're speaking of is a basis that has the eight leisures uh, and the ten endowments or the ten opportunities. Uh, so it says, <coughs> it's so difficult to obtain because of the three things previously stated. Resolutely achieve just which you seek. Uh, so here it says, um, um, uh, aspire to, seek out uh, these things, seek out the pathways which lead to the higher realm, seek out those pathways which lead to nirvana or liberation, seek out the pathways which lead to unsurpassable, uh, complete enlightenment. Uh, so here it is, achieve just which you seek, so aspire to uh, these things, uh, to the achievement of these, these things. That's Mm-hmm. So the next section, number six, is, uh, and I apologize if it's, I'm wrong word, but it's stamina, persist, persistence, uh, um, consistency. Um, and uh, here it says, <coughs> okay. 
So then it says, furthermore, the great yogi, this is the next number six section, uh, said to Jinga, Jinga, do it a little at a time, Jinga replied. I understand this, but this leisure and opportunity is difficult to obtain. Uh, and then Odawa said, uh, in the region of Pembo, uh, there was a great fortress named uh, May Chakar. Uh, so the region of Pembo is north of Lhasa uh, in Tibet. So just a, that's the location of that uh, in a, a great forest region. Uh, and it says, uh, there is a great fortress named <coughs> May Chakar. It was captured by an enemy and could not be recaptured for a long time. Consequently, there was this old man who was tormented by the loss of this fortress. One time he heard someone cry, this fortress has been taken back, whereupon he grabbed a spear, being unable to walk, and dragged himself along with the help of the spear, exclaimed, how nice it would be if recapture of the Machakar fortress isn't a dream. Similarly, you must find such delight in the attainment of leisure and opportunity, and you must practice the teaching. So here, uh, you you have to have the stamina, the persistence to aspire to a, this achievement. Uh, as this man uh, was willing to seek out to recapture uh, this kingdom or this uh, uh, fortress, uh, um, and he, because he had this aspiration to do so, uh, we. Likewise, um, should have this uh, delight in this aspiration to achieve this life of the eight leisures and the ten opportunity, and ten opportunities. In the same way that he, uh, Rinpoche said, he didn't pick up a gun. There wasn't a gun, but the weapon then was a spear. He immediately, because of this, is what he wished for. Uh, grabbed a spear, uh, even though he couldn't walk, to be able to go and achieve these means. So. Uh, uh, this is showing uh, we should do the same. Uh, uh, be careful because we have this basis of leisure and opportunity uh, and, uh, and persist in the practices uh, because of what we are aspiring to achieve. That's good. Cassette, Jake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did we lose power? Did the light turn the lights off or did they did the light do something? What the matter than new lages <laughs> might have new lages <laughs> what they were they are new lages what they were they are never achieved never that good about java you know the new zealand okay never achieved in the shame of all this one is part part two so well as some two so well Oh, 
So here it says, furthermore, the great yogi uh, said to uh, Jenga, and here the great yogi uh, could uh, be referring to uh, Geshe Drum Homba, says, do it a little at a time, meaning, uh, and then Jenga replied, I understand this, but leisure and opportunity are difficult to obtain. So here, the great yogi was giving the advice to uh, even though this life of, of eight leisures and ten opportunities is very difficult to obtain, one also has to, uh, for instance, get exercise. One uh, uh, here, uh, Jeng Ah was wanted to just sit and meditate and only meditate and do nothing else. Uh, and uh, Drong Tompo was saying uh, here, going back to the persistence uh, and not just doing it once, all at once, but continuously doing it. Uh, uh, and and, and Rinpoche is saying. Uh, if one needed to, uh, the advice is where uh, uh, getting up from meditation, uh, uh, for instance, and having a tea or drinking coffee, uh, uh, making breaks in, in the practice. Uh, so here, this is uh, saying to uh, do it you know, consistently, continuously, um, but to, uh, um, it says, a little at a time. And so this is the advice that was given here. I don't put your advice out of and then there's another example, different ジョブチャトです。ソワトベス、ご安住ごです。だちょろんかちょっとさす。人間が、かまいのおてちょろんとさす。あの子がね、あの、ロトウォーマン、ロムネジ、ボンチケね。コンバットテイクテイクティブ。ロムネジと、
So here, uh, then, we have the quote uh, from Potawa, uh, uh, who <coughs> is saying this life uh, of leisure and opportunity, the eight leisures and ten opportunities that's difficult to obtain and uh, the great, has this great meaning or great importance uh, should be utilized and one should have persistence in its utilization uh, uh, for practice. Um, and here uh, it's showing that uh, one should have uh, as his or her aim uh, the pathways which lead to the higher realms, those pathways which lead to liberation, those pathways uh, which lead uh, to complete Buddhahood uh, and always be striving for uh, in any situation uh, the achievement of these things. Uh, so it says in the region of Pembo, again, uh, a, a forest area north of Lhasa, there was a great forest named uh, Mechakar. It was captured by an enemy and could not be recaptured for a long time. Consequently, there was an old man who was tormented by the loss of this fortress. One time he heard someone cry, the fortress has been taken back, whereupon he grabbed a spear, being unable to walk. So here they didn't have a gun, uh, so he grabbed a spear. This was a weapon. Uh, then they would use uh, trident, I believe, it might even be the, literally what it says. Uh, and dragging himself along with the help of the spear explained how nice it would be uh, if recapture of the Machakar fortress isn't a dream. Similarly, you must find such delight in the attainment of leisure and opportunity uh, and must practice uh, the teachings. So here, uh, um, having uh, the wish to fulfill um, the aspiration, just as much as this old man who grabs a spear when he hears there's a chance, uh, we uh, take full advantage of what we have and are careful of this human basis that we have because of uh, the difficulty of achieving it and because of the uh, potential that it has. <laughs> Lesson. 
so then it says meditate until you attain the attitude indicator in these stories. Uh, so uh, next there's a seventh point, and the seventh point uh, is a reflection on four elements, and not elements as in translators know, not the elements of earth and water, just elements as in points almost. Uh, so uh, here, uh, this is the seventh uh, section or seventh point among the eight, uh, and it's showing uh, uh, four specific elements or points within it. So it says, in order to develop this sort of fully qualified desire to take full advantage of leisure and opportunity, you must reflect on its four elements. Then it says as follows. First, uh, the need to practice the teachings. Uh, because all living beings only want happiness and do not want suffering, and because achieving happiness and alleviating suffering depend upon only on practicing the teachings. So here, this is talking about the causes uh, for achieving happiness and accumulating the causes for achieving, uh, achieving uh, happiness, uh, and then alleviating or, or eradicating uh, that which causes suffering. And depending upon the teachings is what causes happiness. So this becomes what causes, what is the cause for happiness, uh, and how one uh, abandons unwanted uh, suffering. Uh, so here, uh, this is the first point among the four in the seventh point about uh, in this section. <laughs> So there are di various uh, um, divisions or uh, types of uh, causes for happiness. There's causes for the happiness of the higher realms, causes for the happiness of liberation, uh, causes for the happiness of Buddhahood. So there's many different uh, causes of happiness because of the different kinds of happiness. <laughs> Okay. So then when we look at suffering, uh, alleviating suffering or eradicating suffering, we could speak of different types of suffering. There is the suffering of the lower realms, 
there is the suffering of cyclic existence. Uh, so the suffering of the lower realms is uh, eradicated by the pathway which leads to the higher realms. The suffering of cyclic existence is eradicated through pathway which leads to liberation. Uh, the suffering of the obstructions to omniscience, the shiji, uh, is eradicated the pathway which leads to Buddhahood. So there are also various sufferings to elimi uh, uh, eliminate uh, that we can look at, those examples of the lower realms of cyclic existence and of the uh, obstructions to omniscience. <laughs> And she is Jay, he's in the Tayoris. Nagi Jay and the Wajay and the Wajay join me there to be So then um, uh, there is the happiness again. Uh, the, ca the causes for the happiness of the higher realms, the causes for the happiness of uh, liberation, and then the causes for happiness of. Uh, ก็เลยเอ่อซึ่งเรามีหลายๆอย่างที่เราสามารถทําได้ในชีวิตเราได้ในชีวิตเราได้ในชีวิตเราได้ในชีวิตเราได้ในชีวิตเราได้ในชี
one is able to alleviate uh, rebirth into the lower realms uh, and then achieve rebirth into the, into the higher realms. And then by practicing, again, the highest higher trainings, one can achieve liberation by practicing bodhicitta. Uh, one uh, can achieve uh, complete uh, Buddhahood. So these things are possible to go towards because these uh, conditions are present of the teacher and the uh, um, eight leisures and ten opportunities. So, uh, one, the, the practice, the, uh, depending only on practicing the teachings, the ability to practice, um, these uh, practices uh, are, are laid out at the beginning of the lamp for the path to enlightenment, where it says, understand that there are persons of three capacities, small, middling, and great. Uh, and for those beings who wish to achieve rebirth in the higher realms, they engage in the practices of going for refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, engaging in ethics, which is the abandonment of the ten non-virtuous activities, and if one has engaged in negativity, <coughs> engaging in an acknowledgement of his or her downfalls. And by doing so, by engaging in these practices, uh, here it says the ability to practice, so here this is the first smallest uh, um, uh, type of practices, one's able to achieve rebirth in the higher realm and abandon the lower realms of cyclic existence. And then the next level, the teachings for beings of medium capacity, uh, shows one how by engaging in the three highest higher trainings, this serves as a basis for the achievement of liberation or uh, nirvana. Uh, and then by relying upon the uh, um, great vehicle path of bodhicitta, one is able to achieve uh, um, the Buddha grounds. So here, practices are referring to those different levels of practice and their different results. Uh, so here it's saying uh, because we have these uh, this coupling of the internal and external conditions, the internal external condition of a lama or a teacher, and the internal conditions of these eight leisures and ten endowments, uh, we have the necessary conditions for going uh, towards the Dharma, for practicing uh, the Dharma. Uh, so here, this is uh, showing that we uh, can't say that we don't have these and can't because we do have these and can. So the first reason is showing that all living beings want happiness and don't wish to have suffering wish to go for happiness. And the next is that uh, there are the internal and external conditions present 
uh, for going towards that happiness, which are referring to the teacher and then the internal conditions, or the conditions from one side, uh, which would be even more literal, maybe the conditions from one side, one's own side, which are the eight leisures and ten opportunities. Next is the need to practice in this lifetime, uh, because if you do not practice, it will be difficult to obtain leisure and opportunity again for many lifetimes. And here, uh, because uh, the achievement of uh, this type of basis is very difficult again in the future. Now is the time. This lifetime is the time that we should practice because we have this basis of leisure and opportunity now. So we shouldn't think that, oh, we have this life, so next year, next, next, I think Rimche gave another example. I'm not sure if he said next month, but next year or later. I will do so. The time is now. We don't know when we're going to die. Perhaps tomorrow we're going to die. We don't know. And it's for that reason that we the time for practice is now. So then uh, I translated it, but I just want to read it. And then the need to practice right now because there is no certainty when you die. Um, so then going through the four again, the first one establishes the need to practice the teachings because all living beings wish to have happiness and wish to be free from suffering. The next establishes the mechanism to the achievement of that happiness and the fact that the conditions are present by having the external condition of a teacher and the conditions from our side or the internal conditions of the eight leisures and ten opportunities. The next is the um, need, showing the need to practice now. Uh, the need to practice in this lifetime um, uh, because of the difficulty of achieving this uh, basis of leisure and opportunity again. And then uh, the reason for this need to practice now uh, because we don't know when uh, we're going to die. There's no certainty of the time of death. There's, uh, uh, there's no certainty uh, uh, relative to these things. So it's be because of this we have to engage now. What decision was These are four uh, uh, points, four four elements. Uh, so, 
So there are these four elements that are, are points that first uh, uh, sentient beings wish to have happiness uh, and uh, wish to, uh, uh, because of this wish to uh, go for that happiness, um, uh, uh, there's a net need to practice the teachings because that uh, is what creates the happiness that sentient beings want to have. There is this ability or potential to do that practice because of the internal, external conditions of the teacher and the internal conditions of the uh, uh, eight leisures and ten opportunities. Uh, we have to practice in lifetime, this lifetime because achieving the basis of leisure and opportunity again in the future is very difficult. It's very difficult to obtain. And because we don't know when we're going to die, the time to practice is now <coughs> in this lifetime. The prime to practice is now. So if one looks at these uh, four elements and gains an understanding of these four elements very well, how this is defined can be understood very, uh, very well. How this is really, what this really means or how this is defined uh, can be understood very well. Um, so then, uh, in looking at these four, uh, then when we get to the, the third, uh, which talks about the need to practice in this lifetime, um, this serves as an antidote to laziness. So here it says, among these, the third stops the laziness of giving up, which thinks I will practice the teaching uh, in future lives. So uh, because uh, in future lives, uh, the life of leisure and opportunity is difficult to obtain, um, uh, the need to practice in, in this lifetime uh, is, becomes apparent, and this serves as an antidote or an opponent to our laziness. So, 
Then the fourth stops the laziness of disengagement. So here, uh, these third and fourth are opponents or antidotes to laziness versus the, the laziness of giving up, uh, which thinks I'll practice in future lives. And then the fourth one is the laziness of disengagement. And disengagement here is saying, uh, uh, I'll practice later on. Uh, and, and I don't need to do it in my uh, early years. I'll practice next month. I'll practice next year. Uh, so putting it off uh, and believing that uh, there is time uh, to be able to practice later on in this life. So this is a separate type of laziness that uh, is abandoned uh, through this fourth uh, element. <laughs> Sonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsonsons
point, we find that there are four elements uh, to this seventh point. The first element is that sentient beings wish to have happiness, uh, so one needs to engage in the practices because those are that those practices are what lead to happiness. Uh, the next section shows that it's possible one can do so uh, because the inner and outer conditions are present, the outer condition of a teacher, the inner condition of the eight uh, leisures and ten opportunities. Uh, and then the next is why now? It's because now, uh, the reason, uh, why in this lifetime rather? And the reason is because uh, it is very difficult to again uh, in future lives achieve a life of leisure and opportunity. So this answers the why this lifetime and why now? Uh, now, because we do not know when we are going to die. Uh, so the, uh, if we're looking in this lifetime when, the time is now uh, because of this. Okay. Ne 
So, uh, in looking at this section, uh, difficulty of life of leisure and opportunity, uh, we find eight sections, and we've gone over seven of the sections. The first section is the example, which shows uh, the difficulty, it shows that the number of beings that go from the higher realms or the, uh, or the lower realms to the higher realms uh, are the same as their number of atoms on a fingernail and the number of beings uh, who go from the higher realms or the lower realms to the lower realms are the same as the number of atoms uh, in the world. Uh, so this is the first point that's an example uh, of the, the numbers or the, the few beings. Uh, the next section we find a quote uh, from Arya Davis, 400 verses that say humans for the most part are involved in the ignoble, therefore most ordinary beings uh, just go to the lower realms or, or are reborn in the miserable realms. Uh, so here this is the correct sign, the natural correct sign that shows uh, this uh, or the reason for this example. The next is the rarity of being able to uh, achieve uh, this uh, leisure and opportunity uh, that, uh, um, uh, it, and the, the, the difficulty of achieving the different forms um, of happiness uh, the happy um, uh, the, the happiness of um, the higher realms the happiness of liberation the happiness um, of, of Buddhahood uh, because one has to um, uh, in order to have this happy result one has to have um, purified previously accumulated karma through acknowledgement of downfalls and applying opponent or antidote and then not uh, engage in those causes again. So here this section shows the rarity of achieving this. The next is, uh, the fourth point is that once one is born in the miserable realms it's very difficult to get out um, because one is again and again engaging, even though one is getting rid of the ne previously accumulated negative karma by experiencing the results of it, one is constantly creating new negative karma when he or she is in the lower realms, uh, and therefore uh, um, they are more likely to be born again and again in the uh, miserable realm of cyclic existence uh, because of this. The next section is to be careful uh, to take full advantage of this life, of this human basis, um, by taking advantage of, by being careful, we're referring to engaging in uh, the pathways for beings of small, uh, medium, and great capacity. Uh, so taking advantage of it or practic practicing uh, uh, is referring to those types of practices. The next section is uh, the persistence to achieve. Or, uh, and here we find the quote from the great yogic master, could or could not, might, may or may not be Drontompa to Chengao, 
uh, uh, where it uh, states that uh, one uh, should be persistent, um, uh, but Rimache, the Drupa, the Lutsi, the Selpo Yomari, the Nejun, Chiran Yomari, the Drupa. Okay, I, so it's right. I, I'm translating it correctly. Okay. Okay. okay, so it's saying uh, here one should um, uh, always keep hold of one's mind, but if one has to get up uh, from practice or go here or go there, one should have hold of his or her mind, but uh, not uh, um, avoid going or coming or going. And Rinpoche said in the commentary on this, uh, it's saying that one should, it's almost like exercise. Uh, one, should, one should get up and go out and do things that are necessary. Uh, instead of, because uh, here the idea was of just staying only and doing uh, this meditation. Uh, so it's, and, and then the last is the four elements of practice. The first element of, of, of going for happiness, the sentient beings want happiness. The next element, the, the internal and outer conditions are present, the outer condition of the teacher and the internal condition of the eight leisures and ten endowments. The next is the time is this lifetime to practice because achieving it again is difficult and we don't know when we're going to die, so the time for practice is now. So this is the fourth element and these are the seven among the eight uh, points that are made in this section. So in the future we'll do number eight, the eighth section. Yeah. Uh, we're out of time, so uh, if we could just turn to the uh, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer, uh, and we'll do that. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Losandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri, and likewise Samantabhadra as well, with whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times. I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land, surrounded by snow and mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness, all powerful Avalokiteshvara, Tenzin Gyatso. May you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensu Wanda, upon the spiritual ability of spiritual prayer be trained extensively in the five philosophical texts, and seven <coughs> Thank you everyone for coming.